kick it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fratelloni Shardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1129, August 9, 2023. 95 degrees on this day in 1947, and that puts us either at the beginning or in the middle of a stretch in 1947 when it was very warm. Uh, also uh, 95 degrees on this day in 2010. And... Uh, I forgot to get the low. So it was colder some other year. It was year. cold, I bet. Uh, some other year, <laughs> it was colder. Uh, it's a great swimming day. It has been a marvelous swimming summer, especially if you've uh, cleared the decks with Aquaside products made right there in White Bear Lake. They've been keeping beaches, swimming beaches, free of weeds and unwanted vegetation and algae and Everything else you don't want there so you can see the kids swimming. They've been doing this for more than 60 years with a great line of products that are easy to use, work quickly, and have been vetted by all of the people who vet such things. So here's what you do. you got a cell phone. Walk down to your lakefront or go to the swimming hole. Call Aquaside. Describe what you're looking at. Tell them why you don't like it. <laughs> They'll figure out what product to get you, and that stuff will go away, and your beach will look like a million bucks the rest of the summer. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above huh. the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's know. Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. When you Google the origin of too many cooks spoil the broth, the only thing that comes up <laughs> is too many cooks spoil the broth. Not soup, not stew, not anything else. Goulash? In 1575, <laughs> the English historian John Hooker wrote The Life and Times of Sir Peter Carew. In that, he included the line, There is the proverb, the more cooks, the worse the potage. But all you have to do is Google too many cooks spoil and see what comes up. Only broth. The pottage? Only broth comes up. No, well, Don't give me any other food item. Don't give me any other staple. Don't give me soup. Don't give me anything. It's too many cooks spoil the broth is the saying. In the It means, of course, when too many uh, people get involved in one job, the job will turn out poorly. But the translation what? from the Welch is no soup for you. <laughs> too many cooks spoil the broth. And as Stu would say, it is as you say. Yes, Kenny. What you just heard was the sound of Joe Souchere flopping around on the boat. <laughs> we got one! No, no, don't try to get out of it by you saying are, you knew this all you, along. You are so easily duped into outrage. Yeah, oh well, God. I'm outraged about that. It's too many cooks spoil how, the broth. How much of the, uh, the time between when we concluded yesterday's episode to the start of today's episode did this occupy your time with rage? 
Uh, just, yeah. just, yeah. just, you know what, smart boy? Yeah. You just, just now at the, be, at the beginning just, of the show, you walk around seething, don't you? Eight forty last night, he's standing in the garage watching some meaningless bridge documentary. Going, yep. look at those look right sons here. of bitches! Oh my god, <laughs> I am gonna tell them. I got them tomorrow. <laughs> Why? I'll show them, yeah. and don't think I won't. All right, All right John. Mm. Nineteen forty-seven. Hotter than a, hotter than heck, and yes, uh, I bet the kids were loving it and swimming and what have you. Did we get hysteria in the local newspapers? I looked at August seventeenth to start with. Uh, but the why? Only it's have... August 9th. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, the what was uh, I looking at? The uh, I was on the wrong week. Is that the Colombian <laughs> tour, John? The, the, the string is about eight, nine, ten, eleven. Let and me, they had 98, uh, 101, uh, hotter than a biscuit. Now. Yeah. I feel very silly well, now. Uh, heat, heat wave, to, I went to the ninth now. Heat wave to continue. There we go. Uh, that's all it says on the front page. Right. No was, it the play headline? was it the play oh, headline? God, God, no. The play headline was wind saves Frazee and gas fire. Right. And then you go down to about mid, uh, mid, uh, mid front page and there's heat wave to continue with a story about how the temps are around the region with North Dakota apparently going to be the hot spot uh, for the day, but very warm here also. Did it mention so, anything no. about the earth boiling? Uh, it did not. Uh, it just says, uh, boy, watch out for uh, the heat. Uh, nothing but nothing, you know. Did it no say worry. we're all going to die? Uh, nope, nope. In fact, they John. call it fair and warm. Mm -hmm. the, the forecast. So I mean, oh. that sounds that sounds nice, right? It does. Fair it and really warm. Does, does, yeah. does it say anything about it being a nationwide hot spell? It does not. Or was nope. it just a local? Right. No, I did. The only thing that I would say was bad at the bottom, the last paragraph is nationally the death toll from our August heat wave mounted to 145. Oh, so wow. na nationally, people. Okay, well, now, but there's, yeah, now that ahead. you have this site open, you've you've got mm -hmm. me thinking. Uh, the is it the Arizona Republic or the what? What is the newspaper in Phoenix? I think it's the Arizona Republic. It is. Uh, see what see what the temperature was. Uh, Aug nine, nineteen forty seven, in Phoenix. I think it's the Arizona Republic, or is it the Arizona Sun? No, you're correct, Republic. Arizona Republic, because I yeah. know the names of newspapers. It's too bad they're all fading. Uh, Sun yeah. is Vegas. Sun is Las Vegas. Las Vegas Sun, yeah. yeah. El Paso, Texas. I don't Texas. know El Paso. Mm. Tribune would well, be my guess. Almost there. Okay, John, we're patient. Oh, because, uh, almost there. Sure we, we podcast every day, and we have a nothing but time. On our hands. Is El Paso podcast. Times. Times? Yes. Okay. Uh, August, well, why, <clears throat> excuse me, it went to 2002 now instead of 1947. Maybe there was no Arizona Republic in 1947. Well, uh, there, there, was a, there was a newspaper in Phoenix. Established 1890. Mm -hmm. Okay, they may not carry it here. Maybe they weren't check. on your site. That's exactly what I'm well, thinking. Well, never mind. My idea isn't good enough to pursue. But I bet you on this water. day in Phoenix in 1947, she was a hot one. Damn, there's a really cool story in the El Paso Times about this guy <laughs> that fell in love with a Mexican girl. But it, did, what? it ended tragically. What, what song is that? Roy Orbison? Who is that? That's Eddie, uh, Marty Robbins. <laughs> 
Did I have you? Did no, I have no, you? No, you did. No, not at all. You, well, for a I second, you did. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it ended horribly. It ended in charges. I have a note. I don't know why I was chosen to be sent this. What did you know that was coming? Wait, wait. Brakes. Put the brakes on. I'm on a Phoenix, Arizona weather history site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What year did you say? Well, in 1947, locally, we were having a spell of beautiful, warm weather. I was just curious what it was in Phoenix in 1947. Okay, give me a couple seconds. It's <laughs> running slow. No, story the reason I'm laughing is I 90% of the time I'm on him before it comes out of his mouth. And I was like, I wonder what he's going with here. So he got me. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Kenny, you're not finding anything? Uh, it's it's working. Wheel of thought. Wheel uh, of thought. Well, I'll tell you what I've been sent then while you're looking. No, no data recorded. Okay. I got sent this from loyal listener Keith in St. Petersburg, Florida. Nice. And it's a piece, and I again, I don't know why I was chosen. Uh, it's a piece from the Jewish Press of Tampa Bay. Yes. And the headline is, Is Barbie Jewish? It's complicated. Uh I must say... Is that, that the one you just got? Yes, you just oh, opened okay, it yeah. for me. And I must say, it had never occurred to me to wonder if Barbie is Jewish. That uh, thought never crossed your mind. It never. I don't care what Barbie is, Jewish or non-Jewish. Or, I must have proof. Please, proceed. Well, well uh, who are we writing yes. about here? Uh, some woman who invented uh, Ruth Handler. Uh, was uh, her dad was Jacob Moskowitz and uh, escaped conscription in the Russian army like many Jews at the turn of the century, landed in the U.S. in 1907. Her mother was Ida, who was illiterate. Okay, and I think I'll cut to the chase because he, he did me the favor of highlighting some paragraphs. Okay. World War II challenged their business. By then, I guess the business had been made, uh, making dolls or something. Mm. Uh and President Franklin Roosevelt restricted plastics to military use. Together with their friend Harold Matt Matson, the handlers pr- pivoted to make uh, wooden picture frames and dollhouse furniture. They found success and named their company Mattel, a combination of Matt and Elliot's names. Uh, on a family trip to Switzerland in 1956, she, I guess that means Ruth Handler, spotted a curvaceous adult doll called Build Lily. This toy, based on a seductive comic strip character in the German tabloid Bild, was designed as a sexual gag gift for men. Ruth saw her as a blueprint for Barbie. An adult female doll for children was so novel that Mattel's designers and even Ruth's husband dismissed the idea. What did she have to get over? The hump. Your nuts, your nuts hump. Your nuts hump. She got over the your nuts hump. Uh, as an, adu- an adult female doll for children was so novel that Mattel's designers and even Ruth's husband dismissed the idea, saying that mothers would never buy their daughters a doll with breasts. Ruth kept pushing until the first Barbie, decked in a black and white swimsuit and heels, debuted at New York's Toy Fair in 1959. Uh, and then he highlighted a few more paragraphs. Barbie's rail-thin figure sparked backlash from feminists in the 1970s. 
Handler said that Barbie represented possibilities for women. Women could not open a credit card in their own name until 1974. Wow. But Barbie could buy any outfit to fit any career. So I guess uh, bar- there's more to this Barbie uh, impacting our culture than we than we know. And by the way, it, it was being reported in the Wall Street Journal that Taylor Swift might have single-handedly prevented a recession by filling up hotels, airports, rental cars, restaurants uh, on this tour that's just uh, unprecedented. Just What's unprecedented. Well, why is that related to Barbie? Oh, oh, because, okay, I got it. I made the link. Thank you. Sorry. I'm a little slow. Uh, although you did no, see the latest. No, you know what, Kenny? I don't know why I mentioned. No, no. Uh, there the is link no I, link to Barbie. No, the link I just made is, uh, here's a fully liberated woman that saved the economy. Oh, there you go. Thank you for saving me because I had no link. Got it. <laughs> I just blurted out Taylor Swift realizing I was veering Although from you, Barbie to Taylor Swift. Kenny Olson, quick on his audio You feed. guys did see the latest. Thank you, uh Loyal listener Keith in St. Petersburg. That's very interesting stuff. Speaking of Taylor Swift, you saw the latest controversy surrounding her. I haven't. This was, I believe, a week ago because we discussed it thoroughly on the Weekly Scramble, which I know all of you pay attention to every single week that it it debuts. But the Los Angeles, I believe several members of the Los Angeles City Council had crafted a letter in which they wanted Taylor to postpone her, what, six, eight shows Five at SoFi. At SoFi Stadium because of the strike. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I don't think Taylor Swift's crew responded to that. They just kind of kept going. They're not gonna. They're not gonna <laughs> pause this mega bus worldwide phenomenon. So because back, of the L.A. freaking City Council. Back to Barbie for a second. Yeah. Why are people so upset with this? Upset with what? Well, uh, old adult white males mad at the Barbie movie. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, Who I gives haven't, a damn? I haven't. Uh, I didn't it, dive it, in. I'm not it's interested a, it's enough. It's a, a comedy, a fantasy movie. I, I, I haven't mean, met a disappointed attendee. Uh, right. I've run into many people now who have seen it, and they've all enjoyed it. Rookie, you liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, it was better than I thought. Yeah. A little more entertained. I, I mean, deep? it's so was it deep. Th- it's so easy yeah. to ignore something like this. It's like, nah, not my cup of tea. May, may I that's ask? My, that's my yeah. view. Who's mad, yeah. Kenny? Who is mad? No, the Republicans. Why? Conservative, uh, tight-ass males. The Marjorie males. Taylor Green types uh, <laughs> apparently are oh, upset. Oh, so the people that are insignificant. I, I don't know why they're upset. Uh, they're, Evidently, the story is she leaves Barbie land or is kicked out or something, finds herself in the real world and discovers the real world is run by... Too many uh, white men. White men. Okay. And it's a comedy, and they have fun, and but the, what it represents, and the or the notions and the connotations of the well, I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. I'm a Barbie girl. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. Well, you know what? But if you have the original box, like, like for Barbie, yeah, uh, like the guy from Duluth was a Coleman guy. I have it's worth big money. I have uh, some young people of my awareness who uh, really have invested heavily in Barbie dolls. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're everywhere. Occupying a lot of space. Well, you broke it to us a few years ago that she commands her own aisle at the toy store. Well, yeah, I, I found one sitting in the driver's seat of my Triumph. 
<laughs> well, you know why that ready was there. Ready to go. There. You know why that, that, yeah, that was there just to bug Grandpa. Yeah, right. do, they have, do they have their own wing at the Souchere Estate? They do. They have a very nice area of the house that uh, used to be a really nice area. It's a, it's a Barbie area <laughs> now. it's now. a dreamland. It's a dreamland. <laughs> One of these kids I call a professional Barbie player because if there was such a thing, She'd be national. She's no. big league. She knows She's what she's doing. Really <laughs> efficient. Really qualified. You know. So, um, in regards to Oppenheimer, I think I'm on your side. I'm going to wait till it comes out. Um, can sit at home. Went to the theater yesterday to see Oppenheimer. Got there. It started at three thirty. Got there at three twenty-five. Uh, there were six seats left, and they were in the front row. Ooh. So you left. Well, we turned around and went and had a whole bunch of drinks. Yeah. 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 Yeah, everything worked out. Yeah, I couldn't sit in the front row. That's tough on your eyeballs. No, I'm not. And if that's how it's going to be, uh, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. You know, I told you guys I bought the. Uh, I, I've I've fallen for a lot of products that I found on Twitter. You know, the spinning bird what, feeder. What's that one? What's the, the, that's the latest Chomsky stuff. And then the latest was I bought this uh, cast iron device. Used to split wood, sure. And yeah. then I went as per Kenny's recommendation. I went to Frats. I got a four pound sledge. Oh, that's a good one. Four pounder. I have yet to successfully split a piece of wood. Uh, <laughs> I put the wood. How do you do? You set it up, and then well, there's a hole, and then below the hole is a a knife edge. It's yeah, dull, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. a cast iron edge, and you set the log on that on that edge and then you bring your hammer down on it and the in the, on twitter it made the, what they must have done is get wood that was dried on mars <laughs> there was you could blow on it and it was going to split absolutely okay. you okay. Could, and they were splitting it it was like moonwalking the guy'd show off and he split another piece it was as thin as a pencil and split mm-hmm. that so I and everything's when, perfectly cut. and i i'm breaking my arm i got rotator cuff problems oh. i'm banging this well thing. you're not trying to split elm or something are you or birch. oak or birch oh, well that should pop and and I got a note from Jeff who said, I, uh, you know, before you spoke about this on the show, I was buying this stuff. Yeah, that drill bit that supposedly split logs. Nah, yeah, that's... the bird feeder that's supposed to spin the squirrels off the bird feeder. <laughs> ding, ding. Not and of course, the cast iron log splitter <laughs> actually works pretty well on smaller <laughs> diameter logs. Yeah, if they're if they've been dried on Mars. <laughs> I guess Brilliant Mind's thinking like I did take a photo of the hammer that I bought. He bought a three pounder, nice. uh, and then but in the background I do see a GL flag in his in his garage. They're oh. going to be at the uh, the thirtieth. You know what? Nice. Um, it gave you a good excuse to add another hammer to the arsenal. Will you guys do me a favor the next time you see Mike Fratelloni? Ask him about the. Um, as seen on TV section of his stores. Oh yeah, <laughs> does yeah. he have a section called they, that? Every store, oh, every Fratelloni does. All every stores do. All stores do. But he has yeah. his. He, when he's not being viewed publicly, he has an amazing diatribe you know, about the as seen I, on TV portion. I of went his through stores. about five hundred dollars of that goop stuff before I realized maybe it doesn't seal things up the way it does on the TV commercial. <laughs> <laughs> You know, where they make a boat or they chainsaw something in half and then goop it back together with this something seal, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, that there's nothing wrong with the cast iron implement. 
uh, it's real. It's cast iron. It's heavy. But uh, it, if you had a log that perfectly fit within the diameter of the of the circle, do, can you picture this? Mm -hmm. Picture a little tower with a circle at the top. You stick the log through the circle, and then the log goes down and rests on this supposed cutting edge. And then, conveniently enough, you have to you bang your hammer it on it and it splits the wood. Well, I have no logs that fit that diameter, so with my left hand, I have to hold the log oh, in God. place and then bang it. Well, that doesn't work. Because I'm going to kill myself. So the whole thing is a bunch of B as in B, S as in S. Sometimes you need to know when to get out. I guarantee you right now there's a GLer listening that back at his uh, log pile, he's got a tire. And what he, an old tire. And he'll put a big giant log in that tire. The tire holds it up. Yeah, I can and picture then he, that. And then he goes to town with an axe or a splitting mole. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I have noticed birds, uh, as though to mock me, <laughs> have had a great deal of fun with the spinning bird feeder. Sure. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm not making this up. Today, a bird got on the spinning part and kind of leaned back like a gymnast. Like he was at a county and fair allowed, ride. And allowed himself or herself to just spin completely all the way around. And it was like it was having fun. I wonder... Do birds get dizzy? Uh, I don't no. know, but birds have oh. fun. Yeah. I don't think they get dizzy. Uh, why why yeah, wouldn't they? Because they'll run into windows. Yeah, if they go into a window, they're... Of course yeah, birds yeah. can get dizzy. Yeah. Have you ever been around an area where there was a tornado, say, within the last few hours? No. The birds are all nuts, and they run into your car. They run into Really? Signs. Oh, really? Yeah, I, oh, I used awesome. to... When I, was a, when I was a news guy, we, were, we you know followed tornadoes around, and the birds would be crazy. They'd be running into the grill of the car. They'd be... It was well, bizarre. Well, this morning, this bird reminded me of a, of a, a sailor hiking out on a catamaran. <laughs> way out. And yeah. just spinning yeah, all the way around. All the way. According to VCA birdanimal.com Seizures are reasonably common in pet birds and often observed in Amazon parrots, African gray parrots. Can I can I stop you right there? Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate that you're tr trying to be helpful and uh, but again it was just completely pointless. W what do seizures have to do with what we're talking about? You're bringing up bird seizures for Christ's sake. I don't I, I don't Have know. you ever had a bird Flying next to you in your car. Some of these some bitches can fly 40, 45 miles an hour. It's amazing. I have. And I've rescued many birds. We've been through that yeah. bird whisperer. Uh, I don't yeah, need I any, any yep. information on bird seizures. <laughs> Boy, I miss taking calls, don't you? Yeah. you know, we've, 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 we've wondered this for years. It's going to happen. There is going to be a third Grundhoffer's. Now I have a wow. I am not told where, but I think we picked up clues when we learned that uh, EcoFun Motorsports this weekend is having Grunhofer food at the Burnsville location. Do you think maybe Spencer's softening up the South Metro? Mm. I've been telling him for years. Southwest Metro is where he, they're not letting us letting us know. But Store Three is a go. It's going to yep, happen. That's Story their Instagram. Three is a go. We just don't know where. Location coming soon. Hmm. I, I think Spencer might have learned his lesson that when he puts store two in, you know, it's about two blocks from store one. <laughs> right. So maybe you want to spread that out a little. No, it's more than two blocks, 10 Forest Lake. 
and the originals on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. Uh, right now, how about this one, Rook? Burrito bratwurst? Burrito mm. bratwurst. Cheddar che- how do you get all this in a brat? Cheddar cheese, refried beans, onions, salsa, rice, and taco seasoning. Damn, that the sounds good. The power of the burrito and the bratwurst combined into one delicious dish. Huh? Yes. The guy's a mad scientist. I'm looking at a picture of it right He's now. He's a man. How do you get all that stuff in a brat? Well, There's only about 145 flavors of brats at Grunhofer's. The next day, you have the Montezuma's Revenge Brat. <laughs> oh, that sounds... everything. No, the root beer float brat sounds wonderful um, to You me. know what? That one, I don't know. Oh, see, I'm going to have to try them. I oh. want to try it. That's the beauty of it. You want to try it because he doesn't put out a bad well, product. We were, we were talking about root beer before the show started, oh, yeah. so maybe that's why it's mm. still fresh in my mind. Steaks, burgers, chops, you know the drill. GLers have been buying their meat at the Meat Emporium to the Stars. It's Grunhofer's. Grunhofer's original location just north of Hugo on Highway 61 and the second Hugo's location on 97. Highway 97 in Forest Lake, immediately east of 35. So you're headed up 35 to the Great Northland. Bring your cooler and swing into Grunhofer's. And store number three is a go. Uh, my my inkling is he's going south, but I have no idea. Well, you really can't go. He doesn't want to go further north. He's already got the north. He's got the north covered. So speculation, yes, would be to the south. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we are. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Who hit your post? Uh, the postmaster. Your postman. You are the mailman. The Liberty Lucky 7 safe sale now at Maple Grove Lock and Safe for a limited time. Rich has on sale not just one, but seven of the best, the top quality Liberty safes, best in the world. Today is the day you can secure unprecedented savings and protect what matters to you the most. Always safe from calamity, fire, etc. The Liberty safe, the best, made right here in the United States, fully transferable warranties, best protection available, and GLers can take advantage of convenient financing options up at M. I was going to say MGLS, uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, and you'll have the peace of mind of owning uh, the best one made, the Liberty. It's transparent payment terms and fair rates as low as 0% APR for six and 12 month loans. And 
when you're there and you're getting this all set up, make sure you mention to Rich you might need delivery and setup. He can help you out there, too. We're talking Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and, of course, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Dan Schultz in Buckley, Washington, has a great point, and I, I think there are some deep thoughts to be derived from this. Uh, he notes that Seattle and several other cities are making a big deal about suing Kia and Hyundai while we're doing it here yeah. with uh, the yeah. always available Keith Ellison uh, because of the rash of thefts of uh, Kias and Hyundais and because they are supposedly too easy to steal. And Dan writes, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. From the Center Square website for the state of Washington, these are the top 10 most stolen vehicles in our state. Hyundai barely makes the top 10, and Kia isn't on the list. Hmm. Oh. Number one, stole, the most uh, stolen vehicle in the state of Washington is a 1999 full-size Ford pickup truck. 4,121 thefts, followed by the 2000 Honda Civic, 3,267 thefts, followed by 1997 Honda Accord. Well, that's two Hondas in the top three. We're not suing Honda, are we? Followed by a 2004 Chevy pickup, followed by the 2001-2000 Honda CRV. That's three Hondas in the top six. Hmm. Uh, followed by 1997 small Ford pickups, followed by 07 Toyota Camry, followed by 1998 Subaru Legacy, followed by 2001 Dodge pickup full-size, and finally followed by the 2018 Hyundai Elantra, 698 thefts. 1999 Ford pickup trucks, in other words, are stolen in the state of Washington six times more often wow. than Hyundai Elantras. I never would have thought that. And then uh, Dan notes, as I was noting, it would seem more appropriate. Uh, you can find yeah, I was that. just going to say yeah, that's going to be this. It would seem more appropriate to sue Honda. They have three of the top five vehicles stolen. And he says, I find it strange that 20-year-old pickup trucks make up four of the top 10 stolen vehicles. Not sure what to make of that. Either am I. Uh, And then he links me to the article from the Center Square. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Hyundai and Kia don't don't make a ripple. I never would have guessed that in a million years. See if you can find out. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Focus. Huh? Find out if you can find out the most uh, the list of the most stolen cars in Minnesota. What if we find out something similar? Then what is this uh, ragging on Hyundai and Kia? Now, there's got to be a list somewhere. The list of the most stolen cars in Minnesota. That's what I'm Googling. Right. Uh, because this was for the entire state of Washington, not just Seattle. So I find that very interesting. And uh, I'm wondering if uh, if it's socioeconomic in nature here. I wonder if Hyundai's and Kia's, because of their relative affordability, are just more commonly seen in the sustainable urban core. Uh, according to AACriminallaw.com, Appleman Law Firm, it's a website, the most stolen cars in Minnesota by Avery Appleman. Uh, scroll down. Okay, number one is Honda Accord. Yep. Honda Civic. 
Yep. Honda CRV. Yep. Chevrolet pickup full size. Yep. Ford pickup full size. Toyota Camry. Chevrolet Impala. Dodge Caravan. Toyota Corolla. And Ford Explorer. Well, where, How can wait that a be? minute. Stop the bleeping presses. <laughs> Where's Hyundai and Kia? Well, wow. the lawsuit worked. What's the deal? Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they're a St. Louis Park firm, so I don't. They don't cite wait, where they got there. Yeah, or when is that's not from. 2005, okay, wait. Okay, wait. Is Filed it? under criminal defense, felony traffic offenses, tagged with grand theft, auto, Minnesota, Minnesota car theft, Minnesota car thieves, and Minnesota theft. They do. We not, need a yeah. They have a date. And this is statewide. You said right, Rookie? dang. According to this, according to the National uh, Insurance Crime Bureau, would this also just be an example of there are more of those type of vehicles in circulation as opposed to Hyundai and Kia? Well, let's not let's not overcook this. Okay, but what we're discovering is Hyundai's and Kias aren't making these lists, but we need another source for Minnesota. True, and Fox Nine says Kias and Hyundai's now the most stolen cars in Minneapolis. Care Eleven in Minneapolis. Okay, yeah, that's true. Not Minnesota. Let me see what Care 11 says. Top five vehicles stolen in Minnesota. Is your car on the list? What's the date on this? Um, this was February of 2022, so it's that's not. fairly recent. I'd go with that. Okay. Uh, get to the list, please. And I can. Here we go. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, 20, this is the list from 2020, so now they're backing it up. But 2000 Honda Civic, Honda CRV. 99 and 03 Chevy pickup, hmm. 97 Honda Accord, and a an 07 and 09 Toyota Camry. And we just get the top five. What the hell's going on here? This is also, check out the rest of the top 10 list from National Crime Insurance Bureau. John, what are you finding? I'm actually looking at the Arizona Republic from August 10th, 1947. Uh-huh. I wasn't looking at the cars. Oh, okay, you're still well, in the weather. I, yeah. I did find that finally, though. From 2020. What state do you want? I've got the top 10 in every state. I don't know if that's... I'll just take Minnesota. And what we're learning is, why are they barking up Kia and Hyundai's tree? I don't know. In 2020, uh, Kia's barely appeared on any of these states' lists. Well, here, I'll say this, probably getting myself in terrible trouble. Sure. Well, let me see if I can craft the words so I don't get in terrible trouble. Could it be... That young black kids, and I'm making the rash assumption that most car thefts are in the urban area are committed by young black kids. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm betting that's the case. Yeah, I don't think I'd go with that one. Well, I'd say young kids, though, definitely. Okay, could it be young kids, many of whom are black, are stealing Hyundais and Kias because they've gotten wind of some social media gizmo right. trick that that has uh, compelled them to to uh, discover that it's very easy apparently well, to that's steal what, those cars that's what led to the lawsuit is the fact that they there it is an easy car to target okay, and it and is then, on social yeah okay mm-hmm. and then are we then then right back to the less then we can't possibly hold these kids responsible we're going to hold the car manufacturer responsible Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, right. I mean, but didn't you essentially say that very thing when well, Ellison announced the We're making the, the kids the victims of the cars rather than holding the kids accountable. Yeah. 
You know what's great about Alaska's? Chevy pickup full-size, Ford pickup full-size, GMC pickup full-size, Subaru Legacy, Grand uh, Cherokee, Dodge pickup full-size. It's all Suburbans and Tahoes. And well, there aren't any cars up there. Yeah, six, Car- six thefts in the last decade. Okay, cars look, are let, worthless let's, let's not lose sight of this. Oh, this got? is fascinating. We're suing Hyundai and Kia, or threatening to, but you're not suing Honda. But it's because of a specific defect in the manufacturing of the vehicle. But if the defect is such a defect, why is it Hyundai and Kia make the top 10 list? Here's the distinction, though, too. Hondas are a car that, treated properly, are going to go 400,000 miles. Kias are not. But Kias and Hyundais, despite this apparent defect, are not making top 10 lists. But this is 2020. And that was also statewide. When the, Rookie cited the Minneapolis numbers, it was Kia and Hyundai, according to what, Fox 9 you said? Uh, Fox 9 and uh, Care 11. Boy, uh, what Rookie just said really got me thinking. Um, I wonder if some of these uh, Japanese cars are being sold for parts, and that's why they're being ripped off. Well, of course they're being sold for parts. But the Hondas and the Hyundais and Kias are just being trashed and then... They're just you know, joyriding. And then left, uh, you know, when they're used up, they just abandon them. Right. And rather than hold those young people accountable, we've had great public displays of virtue signaling by saying it's the manufacturer's fault. Right. Maybe we don't bother with the people who steal Honda Accords. Because they're not... They're not stealing them and then subsequently getting in jams. Right, using them for other crimes. They're going right to chop shops. Yep. Being broken down and sold. We don't hear about stolen Honda Accords. We're going to leave the mafia alone here. We're not going after the mafia. We we hear about stolen Hyundais and Kias because kids who don't know how to drive steal them and then either crash them or abandon them. Yeah. Or in some cases, flip them right off a bridge and live to tell about it. Run away. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, there's something to be mined here from a social engineering standpoint. We are holding Hyundai and Kia accountable when they get stolen, but they're not the most popularly stolen cars. Hmm. Me thinks that's strange. Yeah, that is. <laughs> now, in the meantime, John, paying no attention to Hyundai and Kia, I, I, I has successfully <laughs> found August 9 and 10 for Phoenix, Arizona. I have. Uh, there is a slight problem, though. Huh? In, in, instead of listing a temp on their weather, yeah. all they say is the temps will remain as they have been. They list no degrees whatsoever and i'm already to page uh section two section three page two and i'm looking desperately for something that will be a weather roundup to let me know what the temp is well i bet it wasn't cold i bet they had a <laughs> that's a good uh, another hot summer in phoenix and i i was listening to the last conversation i'm with chris i think uh it's the defect is the reason that they're calling those two cars into the whatever whatever in the lawsuit Thank you, Chris. Joe, I do have the record highs and lows for Phoenix on this date, 
but 1947 is not mentioned. Okay, what is the record high for Phoenix on this date? 100, August 9th. 114 degrees in 2012. Okay. Record low, 70 in 1930. Okay. Boy, I bet uh, they'd love a 70 right now. Oh, boy. I can, I can tell you what movies were on that day. That's okay. Hey, my new garage door guy is the whole family. The Garage Logic family, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Uh, you know that 20,000 people end up in the ER every year? You don't tell because me. Because the damn garage door accidents? They're going to prevent that. They're going to tune your garage up, your garage door. They're going to take care of the rollers and the springs and the openers. And Mine even has uh, light bulbs I can't keep lit. I bet mm. they could figure that out. <laughs> Although we're done with incandescent bulbs, aren't they? I suppose we have to find a new garage opening machine bulb that can withstand the uh, going up and down so often. You need, you need the new door? Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities installs doors. They can be reached 24-7. They don't charge more for weekends. They cover the metro and western Wisconsin. And uh, I've seen their work. I've met the people. And they're my new garage door guy, even though they, they're the entire family. When you call them and or they come out and work for you, which you'll love, tell them you appreciate a Garage Logic family business. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help right now. Get help online at precisiondoormn.com. Hey, GLers, this is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire a, and then put the dot there, pro. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Uh, August 12th. That's this Saturday. I've got two really, really good reasons for you to uh, jump into the most exciting showroom in the region. I'm talking Moon Motorsports in Monticello. Many of the models that are very, very exciting. Uh, and we've got two reasons to get up there before or <laughs> at the 12th. Uh, first one, the inventory reduction sale. It continues this week through this Saturday. Big savings opportunity. Actually, the biggest of the year. Uh, saving up to thousands of dollars on, I don't know, what do you need? A bike, ATV, side-by-side, -side, save money on those things. Right in the middle of the season. Perfect time for a sale. You can see these at moonmotorsports.com. But on also on Saturday is the third annual. It's already the third annual. Wow, I remember all the way back to the first annual. Uh, I'm talking the vintage and Heritage Show on the 12th. It's partnering with the VJMC, the Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club, where they're going to be showing bikes from days gone by 
and then modern bikes with a little up nod to retro styling. It's pretty cool. A great place to go. Uh, and if you've got one of those bikes, be sure you enter it in the contest. The, you, know, uh, you get a really cool trophy there. We're talking the best power sports joint in the whole area. Moon Motorsports, just off 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web at moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. A couple things before we get the news. Everything up, I Johnny. said. Everything I said off air, forget. I was wrong about everything. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Beth Hart. I'm not thinking of Beth Horton. Oh. So uh, the folks that aren't on the town council will know not, nothing of what we talked about. But uh, right. Beth Hart is the gal I'm thinking of with the great voice. And uh, then finally, it took me the whole show. But August 10th, 1947, the today's Arizona the, Republic. Today's the ninth. Well, you said it was 9, 10, 11. Okay, that's fine. I'll take the chance. So I, I figured I'd take the middle. All right. On the 10th, there's a little story that says, you could have run the index finger across the bow ye uh, brow yesterday and gestured with the flip without raising so much as a bead, what with the thermometer high for the day set at a mere 90, the lowest since June 21st, which had a fine 85-degree peak. Then, too, the humidity dropped to a sensible 45 by 530, a somewhat gummy high at 530 of 91 for the humidity. Hmm. This, in the opinion of Hearthquake, hearthquake, hearth fire. What's hearth fire mean? This, in the opinion of hearth fire experts, abated the household quarrel as the day waned. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no. Well, that's what it says here in the story. But it hit. Uh, it hit ninety. Well, day. we can take from that that they were relieved to be at ninety, which makes the uh, presumption that they had been preceded by higher temperatures than ninety. That's, uh, that's correct, because yeah. it says a mere 90. A mere so, 90, yeah. That 90 is unlivable. I don't know what they're oh, talking about. Oh, I love about. 90. I love, oh, I love my unreasonable. 90. Unreasonable. Love me 90. That's I don't see any uh, hell. definitions for hearth fire. Hearth fire. It's spelled I, conventionally as one word? Yeah, H-E-A-R-T-H-F-I-R-E. Okay. Hearth, hearth, hearth. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Okay, let me find that news now. Back to that. A man has been sent to prison for four and three quarters years in prison after pleading guilty to waving a handgun in a downtown Minneapolis LGBTQ bar and shouting a derogatory epithet while threatening to kill a bartender. Probably remember this story. It was back on November 28th at the 19 bar located near Loring Park. Cornell Harris, 29 years old, was sentenced to being a felon in possession of a firearm in connection with the incident. Harris of Minneapolis also has been charged in Hennepin County District Court with making threats of violence with reckless disregard of risk for his actions that night. He is due back in course in that case on August 31st. You guys don't know what a hearth is? Yeah, it's part well, of a fireplace. So, so wouldn't you assume a hearth fire is the fire is outside of the fireplace? It's in the room, right? Sure. I, I don't remember how Johnny used it in context uh, it, uh, it's not important this yeah, in we'll the just... opinion of hearth fire experts so guys that sit around the fire right yeah okay oh yeah. okay there you guys, go, there you guys go. Guys that's it instead of figuring it out in the garage they, they figured it out yeah. on the hearth it'd be like if we had a big fire here and we're just right chatting. sure <laughs> 
Anton Tony Lazaro sentenced to 21 years in federal prison this morning after he was found guilty in April of one count of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of a minor and five counts of sex trafficking of a minor. Lazaro. Are you okay? <laughs> what? Lazaro faced a minimum of 10 years in prison. However, prosecutors pushed for the former political donor and strategist. To serve Are you having another episode? Do we need to call no, everyone? I'm wondering what you're doing. So you got up out of your chair and you walked over there and looked? Yeah. No, no, wait, time out. Let's 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 just go play by play by that. If he thought Reavers was doing something Facebook, whatever, he thought he had such cat-like reflexes that he was going <laughs> to sprint over there faster okay. than sound okay. to Matthew. catch him. And then describe the process we all just witnessed. <laughs> he was like a cartoon character when his feet were going, yabba 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 But he got up and then fell back into his chair. Oh, yeah. It took two or three tries. Gravity wins every time. <laughs> to the point where I thought, do I need to go help him get no, up? I'm wondering what you're, because you, you can't be on Twitter right now. He's no spring chicken, but we love you. I, Next time, yell at me, and I'll I'll escort you over there. We'll try to. <laughs> that might even be quicker. I'll get you over there so you can yell at Reavers. Yes. Yes. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, are anyway, you on Twitter? Uh, huh? Are you on Twitter? Yeah. Oh God, help yeah. me! Well, I too. Would you need us to look something up on Twitter? What's, yeah, what, what's what, your what deal? Do you need? Did well, you hear I want you to pay attention to John. Oh. Well, I know the last three minutes sure has helped everybody right. pay attention. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he will, uh, let's see now. Uh, where was I? Prosit Lazaro, uh, prosecutors had wanted a 30-year prison term. Uh, previously, he has said he will appeal the conviction, and yesterday he filed to have a new trial claiming juror and prosecutorial misconduct. Lazaro, a large contributor to the Republican Party, and he also did a podcast with then-chair of the party, Jennifer Carnahan. The charges filed against Lazaro caused the Republican Party to force Carnahan to resign due to pressure. Uh, Carnahan said she had no idea about the crimes Lazaro was charged with. His co-defendant, Gisela Medina, previously entered a guilty plea. She will be uh, sentenced on September 5th. Where do you get these shirts? Um, what, 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 what is that on there? She just ordered some shirts. Those are sea items. These are uh, jellyfish. Joe. Jellyfish. Joe. jellyfish. That's uh, what the women call a blouse. Oh, it's not a blouse. That's a blouse. Freaking blouse. With no, jellyfish blouse. on it. Where, where do you get them? I mean, uh, you want some of this? <laughs> no, huh? you got the T-shirt on. With you the want this? No, I got, you got it. the you got the old man V-neck T-shirt on. Oh, Did you go to my, my grandpa's old grandpa closet and steal that? <laughs> He's also got the old yeah. man body to fit into it. Well, no, I'm not going to criticize him thank for that. Right. <laughs> uh, <quick>. Let me <laughs> snap her back oh, up God. here. <laughs> Are we coming unhinged? Oh, it's not I even buttons. They're snaps. She's come yeah. undone. Is there something in, the, in this room that's causing you two to go nuts? I mean, what's going uh, on today? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Four people have been charged with defrauding the Minnesota Medical Assistance Program, or Medicaid, of more than $900,000 over several years. Charging documents filed Tuesday say that three of the four worked for a Minneapolis-based agency known as MIN Professional, MN Professional, while the fourth owned Reliable Health Services. According to court documents, they're accused of submitting claims for personal care assistance or nursing services that weren't actually provided. What are their names? 
Their names are, it is 64-year-old Pauline Palmore, eight counts. Uh, 43-year-old Omir Sanyar, Mm -hmm. seven counts. 31-year-old Amina Artan, seven counts. Mm -hmm. And Christian Cole, five counts of Mm -hmm. aiding and abetting. Mm -hmm. Most of the charges carry penalties of up to 10 years in prison, but several of those defendants also face counts that could carry up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Joel, there's a lot of fraud going on. Boy, it makes me feel that uh, we're being left out somehow. Mm-hmm. That's kind we, of the oldest we, we trick in the be, book right we now. We should be getting our taste somehow. You'll get your surplus check. No, I don't think I will. Mm-hmm. Star Tribune well, reporting. Well, then you are an ATV operator traveled more than 40 miles surrounded by weekday afternoon traffic on Twin Cities interstates until a state trooper responding to 911 calls brought his trip to a halt. 28-year-old Amin Haji has been ordered to appear in court September 2nd to answer allegations that he drove his four-wheeler on the interstate from Maple Grove until being stopped about 2.50 p.m. on July 28th, about a mile from his home after exiting Interstate 494 at Tamarack Road in Woodbury. Haji was charged by the Woodbury City Attorney's Office with two misdemeanors related to operating a vehicle that's not allowed on the interstate. The trooper wrote on the citation that Haji prompted numerous complaints calls and at one point was recorded standing on the ATV while driving. He explained he didn't <laughs> rise out of his seat as a stunt. He said he stood up because he had cramps in his legs, ah. adding that his feet stayed on the foot pads and his hands remained on the handlebars. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Haji said he intends to fight the charges, which come with $237 in fines because his custom-made ATV, he says, is street legal. Okay, oh. check this out. Yeah. You mean to tell me... go. This guy rode a four-wheeler from Maple Grove mm-hmm. to Woodbury. Yep. And all of that time, never saw a cop or a trooper? 2.50 in the Isn't afternoon. Isn't that something? Here's today's ray of hope. <laughs> That's amazing. That he went from sweet. Maple Grove That's sweet. to Woodbury and apparently never encountered a cop. And it wasn't a side-by-side. It was a quad, no, right? Yeah. Yep. That is so awesome. Well, he must have been able to maintain 60 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, you know, some of them. If, was it in, does it say the size was an 1,000 cc engine. Oh, well, yeah, there you so, go. So he was doing 50 at so, least. So he, and it doesn't make any notation that he was riding on the shoulder that whole time? No, and if you look at the video, you see him in traffic. So there'll be cars all around him. He's just in well, the middle of the traffic going with the flow. I actually saw the video of this last week on Twitter during the show. Did you? Well, breaking news. Um, Twitter for all your breaking news. <laughs> well, if you guys have been out of town, I mean, Reavers can confirm this. We all use our side-by-sides as transportation on I the road. I see it daily. I run into town with my side-by-side all the time. Yeah, I see it yeah. daily. Yeah. That's great. Hmm. What I, I want to do for charity is I want to do a cannonball run on a side-by-side. I want to start at that garage in New York and take her all the way to the Pacific. Take you three months. That'd be so fun. You're doing it for charity. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. I, I'm not going to dispute that. Be a lot of fun. Yeah. Take back roads. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
Oh, oh, this guy, Oz or whatever his name is. He's on the freeway. He went the freeway. He's in the freeway. Uh, Why don't we take a break here and uh, talk with our buddy, the rookie. I certainly appreciate that, Mr. Height. Um, I want to tell you about a trip that I'm going on next year in July 2024. I'm going to Croatia. My sisters, Teresa and Maria, have put together a wonderful, wonderful itinerary of which, if you want to go on that cruise, you can get in touch with them That is at escapewithusvacations.com. Escapewithusvacations.com. Super easy to uh, navigate that website. And they show you where every, the ship's going to go, what ports, what the uh, itinerary is, and what the price is. So start saving. 651-788-4338. I'm super excited to go on this trip. I just cannot wait because they've already gone on it and they've explained to me what you do. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place to go. Croatia is gorgeous. Get all the maps, get all the dope on escapewithusvacations.com. Again, the Adriatic King and the Adriatic Queen, they had to add another ship because so many people are signing up for that cruise. Do yourself a favor. Check it all out. An eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik, July 14th to July 21st, next year, 2024. The itinerary and all the fun are at escapewithusvacations.com. And remember... Always use a travel agent. They're your best friend if there's ever any trouble. EscapeWithUsVacations.com. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? You probably had to call them, right? It's because they don't have any options for you. They only represent one company. They have nothing to call you about. The Canopy Group represents 16 companies, not one. Paul Borchert and Jeff McDonald have an amazing team of 40 pros who work tirelessly to study the insurance marketplace and match you with the best company at the best price. That's why you'll hear from the Canopy Group year in and year out. They have more to offer. The Canopy Group's process not only matches the coverage you need, but they'll also save you a small fortune over time. 83% of Score North listeners like you who inquired with the Canopy Group received better insurance coverage and saved over $800 their first year on home and auto insurance. They will continue to save you money too. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Uh, Reavers has something here. Well, good. Let's, Congratulations. Let's good for Reavers. Truth, uh, justice, and the suture. Rookie, what's that vacation? Escape with us, right? Escape with us vacation. Do you yeah, want to get away? Yeah, I'm going to need that. Let's go. Uh, to save up for that vacation, though, I'm going to use my friends at North American Banking Company. I made the switch from the big bank, and I think that you will be happy if you decide to make the switch as well. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And North American Banking Company, this is big. They're local owned and operated, and that's huge because that means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this is going to help all of you business owners solve your problems quickly and expand your business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you are never, ever going to be one of them. When they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers. And a lot has changed since then, but this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. And they 
get it. There's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, be sure to check out North American Banking Company. Online, it's nabankco.com, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. Wildfires in Hawaii, fanned by strong winds, burned multiple structures and areas, including the historic town of Lahaina, forcing evacuations and closing schools in several towns. And rescuers this morning pulling a dozen people escaping smoke and flames from the ocean. The Coast Guard responded to areas where people went into the ocean to get away from the fire in smoky conditions. Coast Guard tweeted a crew rescued 12 people from the water. The county tweeted multiple roads in Lahaina were closed with a warning, do not go to Lahaina town. Fire was widespread there, including Front Street, an area of the town that's very popular with tourists. County of Maui spokesperson Mahina Martin said in a phone interview that traffic has been very heavy as people try to evacuate, and officials asked people who weren't in an evacuation area to shelter in place. Acting Governor Sylvia Luke issued an emergency proclamation on behalf of Governor Josh Green, who is traveling, and activated the Hawaii National Guard. Uh, one of the grim videos I watched was uh, three guys driving through Lahaina, and uh, you could barely see the car right in front of them, you know, and it was the typical uh, fire everywhere. There was a dead woman laying on the road. Oh, dear God. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing video of it right now, Kenny. You weren't kidding. Wow. It's bad. What trees would those be? Palm trees. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're and they're not, not very... Not oak trees and oh. birch. They don't really have a lot of um, roots. I don't know anything about the roots. That's what they fall over all the time. Mm-hmm. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California fell at home yesterday, visited the hospital to get checked out, according to her office. The 90-year-old Feinstein's health has been closely watched. This year, you may remember, she missed three months of work in the Senate after she was hospitalized with shingles. She's rejected calls to resign and says she will remain a senator until her term ends. That would be in January of 2025. Oh, my God. That reminds me. She'll retire. I got a shingle shot. Don't you get two of them? You get two, yes. I got to go back and get the second one. Okay. okay. I just was telling you. Right Maybe you can do you, that when you, you fill out your term. You know, when did you get the term. first one? How when? Long ago? Yeah, because you're supposed to do it. June 1st. Oh, yeah, you're probably good. Then I think it's 90 or 120 days, right? You're supposed yeah. to get it. So you better hurry. I got really sick when I got the second one, just so you know. Why do you tell him these things? It was only, it was like 12 hours. I had the flu for 12 hours is what it amounted to. That was fine. President Joe Biden's public approval rating held steady at 40% in early August with concerns about the economy souring Americans' opinion of his performance despite falling inflation. This is according to the new Reuters Ipsos poll this week. The three-day online poll, which asked Americans if they approve or disapprove of the way Biden is handling his job, matched the July reading of 40%. Some 54% of respondents said they disapproved of the Democratic president's performance. 6% were unsure or would not answer. The survey has three percentage point margin of error. I believe uh, this was from the president yesterday. Um, I think he's in Arizona. Is that accurate? Well, he was uh, dedicating some land to be protected. The Grand from Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world. Literally, think of that. Literally, you know, it's amazing. Thank you. Huh? Nine wonders of the world. Yeah, I was up to seven. <laughs> I thought there were seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's made a couple more. That's how great 
his presidential term has been. Yeah, We've two created new two new wonders. Yeah. <laughs> Update to a story we had yesterday, Ohio voters. <laughs> yesterday. Yes, Biden and Harris. <laughs> Ohio voters on Tuesday rejecting that Republican-backed measure that would have made it harder to amend the state constitution, an initiative aimed at lowering the chance of passage for a November referendum that would protect abortion access statewide. The results were a crucial victory for abortion rights activists who would have faced the prospect of securing a supermajority of voters this fall if the measure had passed. The vote was roughly 60 to 40 percent turning down that referendum. Uh, musician death. Have you guys ever seen Searching for Sugar Man? I uh, know, and I always meant to. Yeah, I I watched it a long time you ago. Recommend it? Yeah, it was. It, I remember really liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, it's about Detroit musician Sixto Rodriguez. He won, and this film, Searching for Sugar Man, won the 2013 Best Documentary Academy Award, and Sixto Rodriguez has died. Uh, the following statement posted uh, today, it is with great sadness. We at Sugarman.org announced that Sixto Diaz Rodriguez has passed away. We extend our heartfelt condolences to his daughters. Uh, he was 81 years old, no cause of death given. Originally a somewhat obscure figure in the 1970s Detroit folk music scene, Rodriguez had no idea that his music had become incredibly popular in South Africa, where he was as famous, quote, as the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, he didn't know any of this. He had become a cult figure, and with lyrics such as, the system's going to fall soon, Rodriguez unwittingly became the voice of the anti-apartheid struggle in the 1970s, even as the records flopped in America. The 2012 documentary, Searching for Sugar Man, directed by the late Malik Benjouyul, documented the search for Rodriguez, going on to win the Best Documentary Oscar the following year. The film helped catapult Rodriguez from obscurity to new heights of fame. It's a, it's a very fascinating watch uh, for many reasons. For the first time ever, American credit card users owe more than $1 trillion in debt. What? Mm-hmm. Total amount of credit card debt is $1.03 trillion, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Financial experts say it's a clear example of how pricier goods are taxing Americans who are likely turning to credit cards to buy essential items. Federal Reserve researchers described the spike in credit debt as a brisk growth, also reporting that while there was a slight increase in the number of people not being able to make payments, that number is at about pre-pandemic levels. The timing of this historic debt level comes close to when student loan repayments kick back in. Uh, It looks like it'll likely lead to some difficult decisions, according to the experts, for some with tight budgets. I want the government to erase my credit card debt. I'm with Kenny. Yep. Well, believe me, uh, they would if they could get your vote for that. Did you guys read the story in the business section today about John Deere? Yeah, I did. sure did. Okay, yeah. I found something absolutely fascinating in that piece. So, They've made their last plow blade. Mold, plow. Yeah, moldboard plow, but right, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, why? Now, now you guys read it, so you don't know the answer, but this is folly on my part to think Reavers and Rookie might get the answer, but I'll give you the I question. I grew up on a John well, Deere. Well, that's you, you might get it. <laughs> why did John Deere create a, 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 a pull behind, a, a horse-drawn plow that you could sit on? Way back when? Well, because prior to that, you walked behind the... Not only did you walk, but you had to do all the steering. Yeah, you did yeah. everything. But then uh, I can give you the date they did it. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. he's preparing his answer. Uh, let's see. I, I can't. In eighteen, 
No. <laughs> uh, Here's today. About 1860. Yep, that's perfect. Yeah, right, right around there. That's sure. the time. Why did they create a, a device that allowed the farmer to ride as opposed to walk behind? Because back then, farmers were so fat that they sat on the thing to weigh it down more so their plow could go in deeper. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> uh, Reavers? Back farmers? I would guess it would have to do something to do with acreage and being able to basically <laughs> having the ability to walk that amount would it would be taxing actually it was in the 1870s right close enough deer began selling sulky plows as in a horse drawn racing device you know yeah. sulky uh that farmers could ride on instead of walk behind that innovation was driven by demand after the Civil War when many veterans returned home to farms without with limbs. injuries. Oh, without sure. limbs. Wow. That's a huge demand. That was. And I mean, th seriously. Thus, that... thus, you had a, uh, a by 1880s, they had a steam engine that could pull plows. The, f the company's first tractor went on sale in 1918. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yeah, one more thing. Sure. Uh, unless, unless you went to Neptune Beach in Florida, you did not win the Mega Millions last night. Somebody there, one single ticket, won the 5.8 billion Mega Millions jackpot. Wow. Neptune Beach, Florida. <sighs> All right, very good. Congratulations to that wow. person. Kenny, when did, you, uh, when did your optimism leave? That person can go to hell. Straight. <laughs> straight to. Seriously. Boy, I don't care that they won that. It doesn't bother me. Okay. It's you should be okay. happy for them. I am. I'm I, happy for I, them, and I, I, hope, they I have a, yeah. hope they have a wonderful time with that. And you hope yeah. they listen every day. Yeah, I hope they listen yeah, every, every day. Because they're no day. longer working for the podcast they were working for. Right. right. They, they, they left that. We'll be back in just a, two shakes of a lamb's tail. Celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Down, one time, Zoltak, stop, down behind the net, trying to get it back in front. Zoltak is tied. Down, right to the net again. Down, we'll get a third chance. He scores! I can't believe what a trooper you are. Let's play hockey. <laughs> oh, God. Are you all right? It's gone. The gallbladder. The gallbladder is gone. Did you save some for me? I don't think there's many pieces left, Rook. Are you in the hospital? Yeah, I'm in the, uh, uh, I don't know where. <laughs> Let's hear about it. 52,000 you, uh, feet and you're breathing fine. Are you doing this uh, against doctor's orders? Uh, there's no doctor around here. No, I'm doing good, but uh, I think I'm, I'm out of recovery. I'm just upstairs. Uh, but these drugs are just a wonderful invention, Joe. <laughs> this is a radio first. This man just had his gallbladder out. Well, Does it hurt to laugh? Uh, no, but that day of what? You, you, 
If you ever want to go to sleep, go see Dr. Lee, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. I said, Dr. Lee said, good night. And <laughs> next thing I knew, I didn't have any gallbladder. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lee can put you to sleep, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, Are did. you sitting in a chair? I'm in the bed, kind of propped up here now. Great mental picture. Thank you don't you. have to stay on with us. No, I just thought I'd check in. Uh, you, I thought it would be a radio first. So <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely Radio Hall of Fame material. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to replay it for is you. The, is the after. DA in the room with you? No, hell no. She hasn't showed up yet. She dropped me off and... She's got the stepdog to worry about. What the hell she got to worry about me for? <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest thrill of my life was uh, coming here today, and there's a SUV coming about 400 miles an hour, and she's going to make a little right-hand turn right in front of me. So I, my last act was the bellow out and she was very offended. It almost sounds as though you've had a bout of dental work. <laughs> I I don't know uh, what it sounds like, but the uh, the nurse just came in to uh, make sure my my blood pressure's uh, you know all time low, baby. It's good, isn't it? That's the way you should tell the nurse. Is that an all-time low, baby? 123 and over 68 or something. Pretty soon it's going to be zero. Is that good or bad? Well, zero would be good, not good. <laughs> zero wouldn't be good. Yeah. Hell of a hockey game Ruck took his daughter to last night. Yeah, could you describe some of it from last God, night? I'm having pains. <laughs> I'm getting pains listening to you. Uh, you know sound, what's going to happen? Out a little goofy. Yeah, you know what's going to happen? What? When these... Drugs wear off, you might be in pain. I have right now. They keep asking me what's the pain, and I say about two on a scale of ten. That's nothing. No. Of course, no. you're loaded with heroin. Right. That, uh, I don't know what it is, but I told you I ended up in the emergency room Sunday morning in Philly, didn't I? No. Oh, yeah. What happened? Uh, I had a gallbladder attack. Thomas Jefferson Memorial University Hospital. First guy to ever actually pay. It was uh, me and every homeless guy in Philly were in there. It was great. How do you? How did you know you were having an attack? You just had pains. Well, because I was keeled over and back pain and, and every other pain. So anyway, this is a cakewalk compared to that. Job. Really? Oh yeah. Well, that was about eight, and this is a two. So yeah. Those days are over, but it was. I did get to hear about the guy next to me's uh, penis uh, there in, uh, in here we go in Philly, and that was I could have done without that. So well, you've you've gotten us this far. Uh, what was wrong with it? Uh, fluids that nobody preferred to look at. I think. Well, you know, when when do you prefer to anyway? <laughs> <laughs> He, he claimed he didn't have sex in seven years, so the doc was trying to figure out where all this came from. But, a little uh, build-up, maybe. Yeah, I guess it could have been, but uh, I don't know. That was, that was the low light of my trip to Philly, that's for sure. Well, let me ask you something. Yeah. What did they do for you at the hospital in Philly? Drugs, baby. Oh, drugs. Blood, you ever hear that? No. Nope. Oh, man. 
you'd never go to work again if you had that stuff. <laughs> now, back to the other guy. Um... <laughs> no. Actually, my young lady is in there. She wants to take my vital, so I better go here. Okay. Just thought I'd check in. Well, very nice of you. And, Don, do you get to go home tonight, do you think? I hope so. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> what are you doing a bit? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Whew. Oh, God. I, I've been through some things on the radio with the lad, but... Uh, I loved when he starts talking about the uh, the roommate. Yeah, the guy next to me. The... <laughs> Where are you going with this? Help me out here. I had a penis for <laughs> Uh, oh, and he gives I, us the update, you know. The only thing I can oh. figure is he, uh, he had a lot of fluids nobody oh. seemed to want to look at. Hey, uh, Mr. Ricey, look, see? He's like, no, I'm okay. I'm on an eight and a one to ten. Uh, right, this is nothing. I'm a oh. two. Oh, thank that manna God, from heaven. That Patrick Ricey is manna from heaven. You all, you other radio stations, all you other... TV stations. You know what you are? You're a bunch of women. You're a bunch of women. You ain't got nobody that would call up after they got a hole in their gut from where their gallbladder was just sucked out by a machine. Telling you about a guy in Philly who had a unit problem. So uh, he's ours, and we're not trading him. Garage Logic Best of CD number three. You the can, whole call. Uh, you can hear that, baby. Not the a whole. Call. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. I'm at 12%. Flashlight, check. Toolbox, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. Rivers will probably know this. Well, actually, Height will probably know it too. The rest of us won't. Yesterday, we were discussing the fate of the uh, Baltimore Orioles television broadcaster, mm-hmm. who I w- will be back in the booth Friday. There was a real pushback. And the management of the Orioles is back down, suspending the guy for merely pointing out statistics. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's the part that's today. Dave writes, uh, do you know there's a kid from Matamidi on the club? Yeah, he's a relief pitcher. He's 9-0. Michael Bauman. Is he a starting pitcher? I knew he's a pitcher. Michael Bauman. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. 9-0. Is he a relief pitcher? I don't know the Bauman name. You got that? Of course, I'm Uh, getting it's a long time ago now. He is a reliever, yes. That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I he's thought. He's 9-0. Oh. Yeah. He's from Matamidi. Why don't the Twins have him? Well, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> oh, it should. It should work like that. I want all Minnesotans. If you're that's from here. It's a syndrome. And Greg writes, uh, just listening to the podcast from Tuesday about Ingi, the mail carrier. Just an FYI, we're going to get mansplained here. Mm-hmm. A mail carrier has his own route, whereas a carrier technician covers five different routes on the rotating scheduled off days for those five routes. Mm. So so Ingi was giving us the straight dope there. 
Longtime listener, McAllister alumnus. Yes, there are GLers that come from Euphoria. Retired postmaster, and yes, you can use my name, Greg from Matamidi. Another Matamidi huh. reference. And uh, I got a wonderful note today uh, from Ingi, who was lamenting the uh, loss of Anna Tyrell from Matamidi. He uh, and Anna became great friends uh, because there was a circle of GLers who did get to become great friends with each other because they all were uh, would show up at the fair together mm-hmm. and, and what have you. Uh, only because they come to us. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I remember reading this somewhere. I believe that currently <clears throat> the state of Minnesota has more active Major League Baseball players than at any other point. Kidding. The way I think there's 23 currently in Major League Baseball really? that are from the state of Minnesota. The Twins should have all of them. They have a couple. <laughs> like the Gophers here, Rob. Louis Varland. Louis Varland is on the Twins. He's a yeah. St. Paul kid. Matt Walner, Forest Lake. So, yeah. Anyway. Such. When Angie and I are hanging out with Stacy, the geologist, yeah. so many GLers come up and talk to Stacy, the geologist, mm-hmm. that Angie and I will sneak away and go somewhere else. Because <laughs> 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 they just don't leave her alone. Yeah. Well, she is uh, very knowledgeable. <laughs> she's uh, she's more famous than the five of us. Well, absolutely. Caleb Thielbar. Uh, yeah. Glenn Perkins. He doesn't play anymore. No, I know. Yeah. We are now talking about active only because they come to us all the way from now. Today we're in Tromso, Norway, mm. from the traveling Lymans. Tromso, Norway, Tromaway. On this day in 1820, are you talking about August 9th, not the 10th? The Dakota transferred land on Pike Island to Pelagy Faribo, wife of Jean Baptiste Faribo. The Faribos had Faribos a. Built a house and lived on the island until 1826 when they were evicted. Mm. When they were evicted, because although the land grant was part of a treaty negotiated by Colonel Henry Leavenworth, Congress had never ratified it. You've been down to Pike Island. Yeah, I've walked it many times. Why the hell would you want to live down in that mosquito infested hellhole? How bad would that have been? Floods over every two years. Anyway, on this day in 1823, (laughs) on this day in 1823, are you talking about August 9th? Edward D. Neal was born in Philadelphia. A Presbyterian minister, Neal arrived in St. Paul in 1849, where he would become a leader in the city's intellectual and religious life until his death in 1893. In addition to founding the first Presbyterian church, he established public schools in St. Paul, served as superintendent of instruction in Minnesota Territory, founded the Baldwin School and McAllister College, and served as chancellor of the University of Minnesota. During the Civil War, he fulfilled duties as chaplain of the 1st Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment and as a private secretary to Presidents Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson. After the war, he served as U.S. Consul in, uh, Consul in Ireland and as Secretary of the Minnesota Historical Society. Did Boy, he, did he have a bitty, bit, 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 bit busy life. Did he play any yes, baseball? He did. And finally, on this day in 1842, August the Webster-Ashburton Treaty 
was set. Anybody uh, know what that is? Webster Ashburton, a, a treaty on the dictionary. It set the boundary between Canada and the U.S. It was signed by the U.S. and Great Britain. The boundary had been in dispute since the end of the American Revolution. Minnesota's curious northwest <laughs> angle is a result of this treaty. Hmm. Why? That thing we, that sticks up Yeah, there. yeah. It had some type of significance because it pretty much goes straight from, I mean, they're messing around over there in Vancouver, and then it goes straight over us, and then it winds down into the, so it's like, mm-hmm. yep. Thank I mean, you. it wasn't a difficult boundary. <laughs> yeah. You know? Can you run that by me again? No, he, he doesn't need to, because no. uh, it, it was... Yeah. What's your favorite province? <laughs> My favorite what? What's your favorite province? Uh, uh, Quebec. Okay. Uh, Ontario. Right. Key. Quebec. 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 Uh, you can't score goals without getting shots. All right. Thank you. No, no, we're not thanking anybody yet. <laughs> I've got some great town dog stories. They'll have to wait. Well, he's one of the guys. Well, one of the guys. One of the guys. One of the players. One of the guys on our team. team. <laughs> God, I love that. Oh, I love Jack. I don't think. Have they won a playoff game since he left here? Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Uh, I yeah. don't think so. They've won a game. I don't think so. They must have won one. You want to be a winner? Yeah. You want to be a winner? You go to uh, YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic. You will be winning when you see all the videos that are being played. They're fantastic. You want to be one of the guy? You want to be one of the council people at Garage Logic Town Council? You go to garagelogic.com, sign up, and for ten bucks a month or hundred bucks for the year, you will get access before the show access, post show access, during the break access, and you can sign up for all sorts of fun outings as well. Many of which those that are already on the council have enjoyed themselves garagelogic.com Anything else, Reeves? Nope. Are we fully we fully in for no idea? Gotcha. He would have been honest to tell us that anyway. Alright, Jailers. Shout out.